Hi, everybody. It's the Five Hard Podcast with John and Brett Baker, because Greg's not here, that son of a bitch. <laughs> How's that for a start? Uh, I am fired up because this we're doing this on Wednesday night because Friday night we play the biggest game in the history of Nebraska football ever against the Illinois fighting Illinois. <laughs> How you doing, Brett? I'm good, brother. How are you? I am I am not too bad. I'm ready. I'm ready for my team to run through a brick wall for me. So maybe you're John the properly enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of uh I was thinking, what was that meme? The overly enthusiastic girlfriend. Is that it? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. A classic. Yeah. <sighs> well, since Greg's not here, we're just gonna start into it. What do you what do you why are you here? Why are any of us here, John? Oh One of my life's God, great let's not mysteries. go that deep right away. <laughs> uh, let's get, let me get over the comments so I'm not missing anything. I usually let Greg do this stuff, and, uh, well, he's not here. Okay, here's the thing. Last week, Nebraska played Michigan. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you and I wanted you know to show up is last week, Nebraska played Michigan. It was one of the worst games of Nebraska football I'd ever seen. Uh, the team looked flat. They didn't look enthused. They didn't look like they, honestly, they look like, you know, the, here's the thing. For years I said about Scott Frost teams, I actually said his name, uh, that they went out and if bad things happened, they just crumpled into little, you know, paper versions of themselves. And I don't necessarily think that that completely happened in this game, but it certainly started out really bad. And then it just kind of, it was boring. I, there was really nothing happened other than Michigan ran over us. Like uh, maybe not quite like a mascot game against little kids, but it was pretty fucking close. And you were there. Yep. And you left at halftime. I did. You're a fair weather fan. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, respond to go. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 53 years old, 41 years of attending games. And that's the first time I've, I've ever done that. Um, I, maybe if it would have been 65 degrees and we weren't broiling, you know, in the East stands uh, like we were, maybe I'd have stuck it out. Um, but you know what? Even the way they lost wasn't interesting. I was at the 2004 Nebraska-Texas Tech game when Bo Davis threw three interceptions in a row and then fumbled on his fourth pass attempt. And at least that was interesting. That was an interesting way to lose. It was spectacular in its yeah, own it horrifying kind of way, right? This was just three three and out, punt, touchdown for Michigan. Three yeah. and out, punt, touchdown for Michigan. It was and like and you, you there were no signs of life. There was no yeah. spark, nothing. Even two years ago, we had it we had it going into the fourth quarter, and there was like you could just see from that opening drive, it was not gonna be that kind of day. So it, it was horribly hot. One of our guys in Slack kept was Aaron. One of our guys was in Slack, and he was posting that people were passing out around him at the game. Um, I would believe it. See- it was. Yeah, I didn't see that, um, but it was. It was hot, uh, and I'm I'm usually pretty rugged. I can I can hang. Um, I've been in a, a lot of you know early August or late August, early September games, and but that was there. Yeah, there was something about the heat that day. It was just. It, it was rough. And if the football's bad, that's not going to help things either. Before I welcome Greg in, 
because he's late. <laughs> and before we get on to Illinois, I, I want to ask you as a guy who who goes to the games. Now you're still credentialed a lot, are you not? Uh, yeah, yeah. Usually for away games, but yeah, I mean, I could be if I wanted to. Okay, so you've been on the field, you've been up in the stands, you've been all over the place. Yeah. Tell us, give us an impression as a guy, your season ticket holder. Give us your impression as a guy who's been a season ticket holder and a, a rabid Nebraska fan. Uh, what do you think of all this stadium renovation stuff? Um, I think, you know, A, I'm glad I moved out of South Stadium three years ago when I did. <laughs> this is my third year up in the, the 600s in East. Um, you know, it had to happen, uh, and I it, it was always going to be painful no matter what they did. I think if they left the current infrastructure in, it would be like a half measure, and in 10, 15 years, they wouldn't be happy with what they were doing. So I think the the idea of blowing it all up, tearing it all out, and starting from the roots up is probably the best call. Um, but it's going to be a rough couple of years for, and who knows how they're going to deal with the students. Obviously, I hope they get first priority. They should have first priority. Um, but yeah, there's 23,000 seats in that stadium. Uh, so what are they going to do with those folks? Is it going to be donor points? You know, I... My seats are only a two hundred fifty dollar donation, so I don't rack up a lot of donor points. Am I could you explain? Could you explain to people because we have people from all over the place? Sure. Could you explain to people how that works with the season tickets and the donor points and stuff? Sure. So there are certain seats in Memorial Stadium that you don't have to donate anything to. They're like up in the upper reaches of the north end zone and the south end zone. Um, the far corners of like the east end zones or east stadium, uh, probably some obscured view stuff that you could just pay your 400. I think it's $440, $450 for a season ticket. This year it was a hundred less because they're celebrating the hundred years. I thought it was just a discount for six years of bad football. That's what I took it as. <laughs> but, uh, it, so like, and then obviously the closer you want to move in on the sidelines, the more the donation gets. So, Mine is $250. I'm probably at about like, I don't know, the 20 um, and the uh, like on the uh, probably the southeast corner of the stadium. And I'm fine there. I love the view. Uh, I've got good neighbors. Uh, the seat's comfortable. But um, as you pay more, so we have friends, uh, you know, um, uh, John Kraske, he is a buddy of mine and he's uh, down below in like one of the clubs. And I know he pays pretty good money for his two season tickets. And that's even before he gets a tickets. That's just for the donation to have the right to buy those tickets. So they start adding up donor points. How, how long have you been a, a season ticket or how long have you been paying the donation? How much have you paid? Do you buy tickets for other activities, other events? And I do that too, but um, yeah. So I, I don't know how that's going to work. Obviously the more donor points you have, the, the more, you know, the higher up you are in, in their line of, you know, we're going to, we're going to take care of you because you've given money to us. So yeah, you, who knows how it's going to be. Do you know if they like have a list of people, they subtract donor points for swearing a lot on YouTube videos? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't know about a punitive donor system. Uh, anything's possible though. Okay, Greg. Uh, Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, hey, you got here. Hi, guys. Okay, we're going to go with this goddamn question. Uh, I usually never say that phrase. Bucks. 
That's <laughs> Travis Adair with a super chat. So if Nebraska loses to Illinois, Illinois, sorry, on Saturday, is it time to consider a move to the Mac or the Pac two? Mountain guys West, can, baby. Mountain guys, West. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and answer that. I've seen some comments on that, and no, it's not. Time. I'm I'm going. I'm going to give a serious answer to this question. Uh, first of all, no. Yeah. Uh, but secondly, I'm all for it. If we are in fact moving to, uh, you know, a, a mega conference, you know, uh, the sec, the big 10 and then the lesser conferences, you know, I'm all for relegation and promotion. You know, if you are struggling, if you are unsuccessful, it's time for you to, move down and try to work your way back up. Meanwhile, if you're having a hell of a run, yeah, see if you can hang with the big boys. Nebraska has proven that we can't hang with the big boys right now. That's a fact. Uh, yeah, it's, and, and you know, and the one thing everybody focuses obviously on football, it is the biggest thing going. But the Big Ten has been good for Nebraska in almost all the other sports. I mean, yeah. basketball has made the NCAA tournament in men's and women's. Uh, and the women have had, had a pretty good run. Track, they're really good. Wrestling, they're very competitive. Volleyball um, being the big Volleyball, one. obviously. Um, yeah, so I, I know football gets the, the, the load of the attention, the, the major share of the attention. But it's been good for the other sports. And for those uh, you know athletes in those why, why, why take them to a different conference just because football is not making it work? That's that's really the kind of the key for me. Is uh, you know we do have twenty two sports. Not all not all of those are Big Ten sports. I don't think rifles like sanction the Big Ten. Maybe yeah, they're bowling. like some weird weird Yankee American yeah. conference something. But here's the thing. Because I see constant comments of we should have never left the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, and then motherfuckers, this is you. You <laughs> never left the Big Twelve. <laughs> Listen, we left the Big Twelve because it was a shithole. It's still, you know, maybe they now it looks like a conference that is going to at least hold itself together and survive and make some money and be fun, but. You know, can you imagine being a school that said, no, we don't want to compete. We want to go hide under a fucking bed somewhere. So right. we're going to join a lesser conference. So whenever these people. It really well, just gets me. I know they're probably trolling and they're successfully trolling me because <laughs> can you imagine we're already kind of a laughing stock nationally? We are. There's and a lot of people rooting for us, I think. But at the same time, people love to dig at us, and they're justifiable. At the same time, can you imagine how little, how few athletes would ever want to come to a school that ran and hid right. from competition? Well, I want to I want to piggyback, John, on what you were saying about, I, I think nationally, you know, do do the ESPNs and the sports networks and the, and the media – Companies want to see Nebraska return to promise, yes. But I think college fan-wise, no. I mean, we're still very much hated, and it's because we were a dynasty. Uh, and and I, fully embracing the fact that I'm using past tense, right? But it's the same thing. It, it's the same reason I still hate New England. Um, <laughs> it, it's, you know, we when they're at the top of the mountain, unless it's your team, 
when another team's at the top of the mountain, you can't wait for them to be back, you know, down it, it uh, wallowing in the mud. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we'll forever, we will forever be hated for who we were. Okay. You can take the super tap for Branson. I will do that. Branson, uh, for $4.99, we gave him a penny discount. The best thing for Nebraska would be to move back to the Big 12. The academics and athletics are more in line, and Texas will be gone next year. This is why I disagree. Backwards. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, come on. Look at while Nebraska football brought them to the dance. It's every other program that is benefiting from these media rights deals. It, it really look. Go look at the. Go look at our our soccer complex. Look at the tennis complex. Look what they're doing for track. Those folks are benefiting big time from Big Ten money, um, and and they should. I mean, those student athletes deserve the best if we can give it to them. Uh, so yeah, going backwards, going to the Big Twelve, having lived in Texas for the entirety of our duration there, hard pass. No thanks. Okay, I remember, I, Brett. I remember when you were in you uh, San Antonio. Yeah, you see this? You see this, Branson? See this? <laughs> Fucking, this is what you're making me do. Okay, my dog's not in here, or she'd be going fucking ballistic that I'm punching. Her teddy bear in the face. That's what I think of the Big 12. This is her little dog. You can see it's already ripped up. See that? I can go back to the Big 12. There's four more. I could rough up four more fucking stuffed animals that are really huge in here. All right, let's move on. Hey, John. What? Can, can I can I bring up something completely unrelated? Oh, boy. Well, you, why do you I, always ask that? Why don't you just bring up the unrelated? <laughs> well, because I want to make sure I have your permission before I proceed. Remember how you uh, used to say that if I don't teach my kids to swear, then you will. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you about what happened to daycare today. <laughs> okay. Uh, remember, I have twins who are not yet three years old, Boyd. And my wife gets a message from daycare saying that Rob has a potty mouth. Now, Rob also has a tendency to not, you know, if he's saying dump truck, he can't get the tr, tr, so it comes off. So it actually sounds like dumb fuck. And if he's saying trash truck, it comes off like fat fuck. And we laugh and we have some fun. And so she was, my wife was asking, well, what's the context? What did he say? Apparently he said to whomever, be it a teacher or another kid, don't touch my fucking brother. <laughs> hey. Well. I got no. Oh my God, he's he's learned emphasis. There you go. <laughs> that so, kid knows what he's doing. I thought you'd be proud, John. Yeah, I am. My God, I, want, I wanted to say that while we were uh, in, enjoying you beating the hell out of stuffed animals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's next? Well, um, you know, John. Earlier we were talking about leaving the game at halftime, and yes. I saw somebody. Uh, one of my buddies shot a video of folks literally streaming for the exits. And somebody on there had commented, fair weather fans. And that really, it set me off. Um, which, yeah. you know, uh, not a difficult accomplishment. But uh, I, I just thought, A, what what was the point of staying for that? Staying to yeah. the end. 
it was yeah. it was it was brutal weather wise. It was brutal football wise. There was no enjoyment to be had. B, when have we had any fair weather? Tell me when we've had fair weather. It's been <laughs> since 2016 when we had a winning record and went to a bowl game, and that was tepid at best because we started seven and zero and ended eight and four. So tell me when we've had fair weather. Uh, I think it's often to Husker fans' detriment that we are too loyal, that we stay too long, that we attend maybe too much. Uh, I do think empty seats sometimes speak volumes, especially to a place where empty seats never happen. Uh, right. That would be a scene uh, that would really cause attention. When people are still in the stands, I don't think the, the, the temperature can fully be turned up on the seats that need it. Now, that's not saying Matt Rule needs a hot seat. He doesn't. I'm behind Matt Rule. I support what he's doing, how he's going about it, and I hope he is the guy to get it done. Um, and I'm not saying that, that you know, I was walking out as a protest on what he was doing. It was just he's got a lot to deal with, and whatever he's got to, to, to bring to the fight wasn't going to make a dent on Saturday. And so I said, I can watch this indoors in my comfy chair, in the air conditioning. I don't need to be here for this. And that doesn't make me a fair weather fan. Man, I flew – to Dublin, Ireland, to watch Scott Frost piss down his leg against Northwestern. I paid an obscene amount of money for a ticket to Boulder in 2019 to witness Scott Frost pee down his leg. So don't tell me I'm a fair weather fan because I put my money where my mouth is and I've got no, no return on investment, no ROI. And those are two games I will tell you that if fans could win games for football teams, it would have happened. Because people were there, they were full throat, they were in it, they wanted it way more than the head coach did. And that's a bad formula. Uh, that, that that just can't happen. So to call people Fairweather fans for being judicious stewards of their own time and their own bodies uh, is is I call I call bullshit on that one. You you could have stayed to watch eventual <laughs> national title winner Michigan. <laughs> Hey man, I hope they do. I hope they because, do. Because they look like I you know, most of the other teams in the nation have something wrong with them and Michigan doesn't look like they have anything really wrong with them. I mean, as long as their starters you know, not even their what do they have like four fucking rows of people that'll just walk in and be a robot and <laughs> execute their fucking game plans to perfection without the committing last time penalties visiting- or turnovers. Yeah. Why is that fair? When was the last time a visiting school played four quarterbacks and not because of injury? (laughs) Right. Right? They got down to their fourth-string quarterback. I couldn't even tell you who Nebraska's fourth-string quarterback is. Probably a walk-on freshman. (laughs) Uh, Um, It's like Woosh. Travis Adair says for uh, $5 a super chat. But still, wouldn't it be time to throw in the towel, though? Three straight losses to Burt. The bulimia victim is unrecoverable. The uh, <laughs> mid, the Mountain West Conference is looking good. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm also I, an Air Force fan, so I would love it to see Nebraska play at Colorado Springs. You know what? I was I was contemplating today that maybe I should make a, a video about how Stockdale's paradox compares to Nebraska football. And I get given that response, I'm going to do one tomorrow because it has to deal with uh, living as a survivor and what it's like. 
And why you, you say Stockdale's Stockdale's paradox. You don't have to look out up tonight. I'll, <laughs> I'll do something on it. There you go. Okay. Uh, moving on. We, we've got some comments, John. You okay. <laughs> that was great. Guess what? what? I didn't really have a horrible headache today. You missed that part of the show where I began. It's been actually a pretty good day. My have irritated my fucking family all at all day long with stupid <laughs> comments and being overly enthusiastic. So now you people get to deal with this shit. <laughs> this is a, a really good comment uh, by Richard who says enough bullshit about changing conferences. The other sports don't deserve to be punished because our football team is shit. That is 100%. Exactly it. You know, we do <laughs> Agreed. Have, we do have a bunch of other student athletes that we love. And you can't tell me watching those like those matches against Purdue and Indiana like, that that was fun. Like it was okay. They got a fight. Let's watch them yep. go. And man, those ladies they they turned it around. They stepped it up and they took care of business. But that's fun. You know, you want to yeah, see them play good competition. Is. You know, it's not the thing with you guys that are commenting. I know Nebraska football feeds our ego. Well, it doesn't lately, but, you know, <laughs> it's the sport. It's the sport. But we do have basketball, men's basketball, women's basketball, women's volleyball, baseball. Every, a lot of people love Nebraska baseball. Those are all fun things. And I wish we'd kind of spread this out a little bit more so they wouldn't just lump it all on top of Nebraska football. There, there It'd was be more a... fun, I think, in the long run. While, while while the brains here were were discussing uh, important things, and that, that that's sincere brains. I almost thought of, uh, of calling them geniuses, but I had a feeling that might be uh, taken uh, incorrectly. I was monitoring <laughs> the chats. There was actually uh, comments there about uh, you know climate controlling the uh, the playing surface, retractable roofs, things like that. And Marianne says, uh, "Correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of the renovation will take attendance out of the games." Uh, we just had 92,003 people there. Why would we take people out of Memorial Stadium? This is all about retractable stadium, retractable roofs, uh, upgrades to Memorial Stadium. Now, Grant, 92,003 people there for volleyball. They were being very creative on where they were able to place them. We wouldn't be able to, I don't think, get that many in for football. Um, but it's my understanding that with the renovations, their attendance, the, the uh, maximum uh, attendance will be lower. Like at eighty thousand, yeah. yeah, I think that's what I've the number I've heard. But uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, growing up, the loudest I ever heard that joint in in that. Obviously, we haven't had reason to be loud lately. But you know, I think in nineteen eighty two against Oklahoma, I think of nineteen ninety two against Colorado, two thousand one against Oklahoma. Those days, it was only seventy six thousand people in the yeah. joint, and, and the walls shook. Yeah. So I think the one thing about trimming it down, which is not a bad idea, I think it's a good idea. Um, it's going to be easier to pack the place with eighty thousand closer to being diehards uh, than it is with eighty six, eighty seven, wherever they want to make that number up to be. Which we do know they do that. Um, I think having a more distilled, condensed fan base in there will make it a much more intimidating place to play. Once we're good again. I think Not the other thing is it's important to look forward, you know, two decades from now. 
Yeah. I just don't, you know, the population demographics is going to completely change and you have to prepare for that. And if you're not prepared for that, then you look like idiots. So there's going to be a lot, yes, yet a lot fewer younger people. And there's probably going to be a population drop or a population that wants to go to live sporting events. So I think making that the experience itself better will be better for everybody rather than just having the sheer numbers. And for some reason, people, people on Twitter really went nuts about it dropping below 80,000 as if this is a giant dick measuring contest with your stadiums or, you know, I didn't, I don't get that. You know, I think Nebraska football, come on, let's face it. This is a social event. It's fun to go to those games. I don't get to many of them. But it's fun to go to those games. It's fun to be around people that feel the same way about something that you do, even though it's been not that great a game experience in the past few years. And, you know, keeping that alive is more important than just sheer numbers. Brett, I'm going to let you answer this next question, although I don't know. I don't know the answer. John probably does. Does Memorial Stadium have beer sales? Not yet, but they will. Uh, they had him for uh, Garth Brooks. They had him for Volleyball Day in Nebraska. And there was no, – I, I saw one kid get arrested at Volleyball Day in Nebraska, and I don't think it was for being drunk and disorderly. Um, first of all, nobody's going to pay nine bucks a beer to get shit-faced in you know Memorial Stadium. I've been to, to Colorado, uh, Minnesota, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin. They all sell beer. Okay, and I've never seen any problem with fans in the stands or whatnot. Nebraska is leaving money on the table. They have been leaving money on the table. So, no, there's no beer sales, but it's coming. Uh, They just got to. Um, If revenue is the all-important thing, then they're they're leaving money on the table. Well... I mean, I think yeah, probably the great. biggest holdback has been Osborne. Osborne's probably yeah. the one yeah. pulling that string still, which God love him and thank him for everything he did for us. Um, because without him, we probably wouldn't even be having these kinds of conversations. Right. But uh, there's a time to let go and a time to like say, okay, there's a new generation. There's a new time. we got to roll with the times. And, you know, that time's now. Well, I know you mentioned Illinois. I'll be – in uh, Champaign on Friday night for the game. Uh, it'll be my third uh, game from Champaign, uh, all Illinois, Nebraska. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, everybody's fighting for every extra inch of the 18 inches of bleachers that they can, you know, get their butt on. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, we need to look when Memorial Stadium was built 100 years ago, waistlines. Butt sizes were a lot smaller. Uh, so we need to look. Nobody's going to be going on. Well, let me rephrase this 90,000 people aren't going to be going on diets to fit into that 18, <laughs> 18 uh, inches of, of bleacher. So we have to make some accommodations. You know, if, if it was more stadium seating, I'd be all right with that too. But I don't see them. That is quite the expenditure. I don't see that happening. Uh, up in the 600s where I sit, nice and wide. I've never had a problem with, you know, el- anybody elbowing me. In the sides, and then there's chair backs in front of you and behind you, and you have a ton of room, so you don't have anybody's knees in your back. You're not putting your knees in anyone else's back. Um, I think that'll probably size it out that same way in the New South Stadium, uh, which you know it, it's time. It, it's due. That stadium needs to be redone. 
Speaking of the stadium, Mary Anakin says, uh, uh, I disagree. I live two hours away from Lincoln. I would love to attend more games, but I can't afford tickets now. I definitely won't if they take seats away. I mean, it is a, it is a thing, I think, where athletic departments are saying, all right, whether they're 90,000 seats or 80,000 seats, this is the benchmark that we're going to try to get to for ticket revenue. Do you foresee, I mean, is it just the natural path of, of supply and demand? If there are less seats available, then the ticket prices are going to go up. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, it's economics. It's economics. I mean, they, if they suck, then no. Yeah. If we remain <laughs> a four and eight program, which is decidedly yeah. what we are now. Um, yeah. You're, you're going to be able to afford all the tickets you want, probably. Yeah. And I, I do love, uh, Brett, how, how you said a little bit ago uh, about the comment that, that fired you up through social media was, that we're fair weather fans and and we haven't had the ability to be fair weather fans to your point 2016, but realistically on a consistent basis then since the Polini area era. And even then it was nine and three, 10 and two, you know, throwing another win or another loss with the bowl game there. But man, those losses just were embarrassing losses. Um, and, and that, that those would be, you know, if you're walking out of a you know, halftime, when you're down 35 or 40 points to, whomever it would have been that that was considered that fair weather. But when you haven't fielded a winning football team for right as, as Haas likes to say, since the Obama yeah. administration, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's tough to, it's tough to, you're not a fair weather fan. You're a fan. There's not, Bo, there's not a whole lot of fair weather. Bo Pelini is one of my favorite point counterpoint arguments in Nebraska football because people say, Oh, you weren't happy with nine wins a year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we were happy with nine wins a year. It wasn't the nine wins. He wasn't fired for only winning nine games. He was fired for losing four by 70 points each and being an asshole. Yeah. Look, how yeah. many other uh, FBS programs have offered him their head coaching job? How many other programs? Wait, in people are the- listening to this on a podcast, too, so you do have to say zero. Yeah. Okay. It's here. I'm holding up. I'm holding up my hand. Yes. It's zero. Uh, yeah. Nobody else has offered him a head coaching job. Why is that? Hmm. Uh, it's not because he could only win nine games a year. Right. I, Marianne, I, I would say this about the stadium thing. They're not reducing the capacity and they're not doing the renovation to make less revenue. And one of the ways that they're going to also increase the revenue is they have thousands of people who are grandfathered in with season tickets who are not required to make any donations on behalf of those tickets. So they're essentially getting rid of that grandfathering. I, I don't know if they've announced that specifically, but you know that that's what they're going to do. So they're looking at getting more money out of the people that aren't paying anything extra for their season tickets. And maybe some of that, that increased revenue will absorb the expense of going to games later on. And, you know, all of this is going to play out and we'll see what happens. So, I mean, it's still, put it this way. They got to raise $450 million to even begin this, this shit. So right now they have to raise $225 million private. Yeah. Do anybody think they're going to raise $450 million if we lose to Illinois Friday night? Because we I'm haven't thinking, even finished yeah, our I'm, current big project. Yeah, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, this is a, a very aggressive timeline, and I'm guessing it's probably going to maybe slip. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe one of the right. Ricketts family will suddenly go, hey, we don't need $500 million. Here you go. Build a dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. 
they could play at Seacrest for a couple years. Yeah, just tear Memorial down and start from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> Build one of those big globe things. God, yeah, there we horrendous. go. That just looks horrendous. What, the sphere in Las Vegas? Yeah, just, you know. Oh, it looks so awesome. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll just move on to another subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's an interesting thought. It doesn't get brought up too often, I don't think, or, or at least not on this show. But Caleb says if we eliminated grandfathering, they would greatly increase ticket sales right there. It could be. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point, Caleb. Probably. Because there's a lot of folks who are grandfathered into very expensive seats yeah. that don't yeah. have to pay that expense. Uh, yeah. And, you know, when it, when it, you know, one of, my, one of the great lessons my dad taught me that really pissed me off when I learned it was true is that life isn't fair. But how's that fair to the rest of the consumers, right? Like, right. okay, we're sitting on the 50-yard line, and I got to pay 5000 bucks just for the right to buy one season ticket. Uh, and you're paying nothing for the right to buy one season ticket. There's got to be a there's got to be a, a period where that ends, right? I want to bring Mike Schuster's comment in, but I want to uh, preface it by saying I don't know if you all saw John. I'm sure you did because it's in the uh, Coronation Slack chat room. Brett, you, yeah. you probably did as well. The oh. nil deal at Utah, yeah. Where uh, the there's the an overlay. Is... Oh. Sorry, it took me a minute to figure out what you were talking about. Okay, well, let's jump to it then. God, click, you bastard. <laughs> One of the most lucrative team deals in the 27-month history of NIL, Utah's Crimson Collective leasing each scholarship football player a new Dodge Ram truck. That's a $6 million value. Leases are six months and are voided if players transfer or their eligibility expires. Wow. Um, so I, I, I've never heard anybody call it NIL, by the way. NIL. What have you heard? Yeah, I just say NIL, yeah. No, we call it nil. Okay. Well, but Mike says, uh, I think get nil money before building stadium. Yeah. Different, well, but those are different beasts. Those are yeah, different they things. Are. They're really uh, they, they're, that's apples and oranges. Different pots of money. I, that, yeah. That, number one, I, was, I put that overlay in there, that graphic in there, so I could say things about the Utah nil deal. First of all, the math is wrong. It's not a $6 million deal. These are six month leases on $61,000 vehicles. So the real value of it is around a half million dollars. And I thought more about this and I thought, okay, you're going to have 85 pickups that are 61 grand a piece, six months lease on those granted that maybe the leases will go for three years on some of them, but at least depreciates every one of those vehicles is going to depreciate in value. So somebody's eating that depreciation. And I am guessing, just guessing, I'm not a tax lawyer, but football players are going to be responsible because they do get the benefit. It's not an income, but it is a compensation and in compensation, you have to pay taxes. And number two, I thought, you know, that'd be kind of cool if I was the player that had one of those pickups, but not 84 of my fucking teammates. <laughs> that's not cool at all. You just look like everybody else. What's the point? What happens well, when you go to the parking lot? Where the fuck did I park? <laughs> right. But, but think about this. Think about the resale value after the lease is done, because you'll have some diehard Utes fans who... I can buy Cam Rising's truck. Exactly. He And, you know, Who's, maybe some... Yeah. Somewhere he autographed it on, on the you know on the seat underneath the the you know, the drive steering wheel something like 
there there will be some uh intrinsic value added to them based on again based on the the you know talent and level they, of the player who had that particular they probably player. will bang people in those pickups and you'll hear a banging noise you can never figure out where it came from for the rest <laughs> of the life of that vehicle but who makes the money off that the, the, the dealership's gonna make the money off that not the players i mean Wait. if i was a player and i was getting a neil deal i would probably look at him and say oh you know what that's neat but i'd really prefer cash yeah or maybe not I mean, cash, cash equivalent in a bag yeah. But nobody knows about. Thank you very much. So, you know, well, that sounded kind of cool. It, I don't think in the in the overall big thing of it, it doesn't really sound. I don't know that cool. Mike had a follow up comment to his own comment. He says the whole point though is it's easier. It's going to be easier to get the donations if we're winning games. We can win games through, you know, better, ta- higher quality talent, skill, play, whatever, uh, through nil. So, um, you know, one feeds the other, so to speak. So. Yeah, I can see that point. Um, I, I think the bottom line, though, is just it's, yeah, you got to start winning first. Either, I mean, yeah. all the money in the world is not going to attract a five star who goes to Alabama is not going to say, "Well, I can get twenty thousand dollars more in Lincoln, where the cost of living is lower." Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, you got to win first. So, who knows how it's going to go come about? But that's that's what's got to happen. Travis Adair gave us two dollars. Uh, uh, I'll let you guys uh, split that. Um, and it says your favorite rivalry. Uh, and we'll the go Oklahoma, around the horn. Colorado, and Missouri. My God, Travis! And, and this is gonna... a subterfuge. That's what this is because my favorite rivalry is Iowa. <laughs> I was There's gonna a man toes the party line. I was gonna let our esteemed guest go first, John. But uh, oh. Oof. My list is long. Like, look, man, like I said, I lived in the Big 12 during our entirety in that conference. I cannot tell you how much I hate Texas. Uh, I I hate Texas with every fiber of my being. I told my daughter, brilliant young woman, she could go to any college she wanted except the University of Texas. (laughs) Uh, I would would support anything else but Texas. Um, And I I don't mean to interrupt you, but I have to interject. She... Proved her heightened intelligence by choosing <laughs> Nebraska. Yes, she did choose Nebraska ultimately. Uh, unlike some people on this very show whose children chose, where did Rotten Son go again, John? Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's well, where he grew up, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. There's no they, they all turned me down. <laughs> My oldest son went to Nebraska for a year, but then he decided college isn't for him. So, you know, I I hate Texas. I hate Colorado probably the most. I really hate those people. Uh, I hate that team. I hate that school. I hate that campus. I hate every, and that was even before Dion. Um, So, yeah, for me, if, yeah, we could knock Colorado's dick in the dirt every other weekend, I would be just fine with that. (laughs) (sighs) Well, we have have stuff to work on before we can knock anybody in the dirt. Large, yeah, large issues. So my choice for this, I'm going to go a little different. I think our the current best rivalry is Nebraska versus Nebraska fans. <laughs> <laughs> now Ugh. that is true, unfortunately. God, we are eating our own. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and Brian, uh, who we know over at Coronation, and John you talk to occasionally, says, yeah. Sims will start on Friday. Hi, John. Miss you. XOXO. Aw. Brian, Brian is uh, actually Brian is 
touring with a band as a backup guitarist, I guess, or as a guitarist. The cool. God dang it. They're an yeah. alternative indie rock band, Canvas, Spinal Canvas. Damn it, Brian, put the name of the band up here. I have it on Apple Music, but it's not in front of me. And my memory is shitty. Okay. Uh, so thank you, Brian. Um, a lot of people are, are uh, answering the the question about uh, favorite rivalry. We got uh, Caleb saying Texas. We got also <laughs> Caleb saying the Scruffalos. Um uh, Caleb, Caleb also says Nebraska versus the fourth quarter. Um, Marianne says, I agree. That's a, good I, one. That's a good one. I'm going to steal that one. Marianne uh, also hates Texas with uh, Oklahoma next. Um, and I saw NIU in here somewhere. I don't know why. Northern Iowa. North, or Northern Illinois. It's hard to say. Oh, well, I guess it could be Northern Illinois. Mm. Although I don't know why you'd hate either of them. But. I don't know. Um, all right. So we've got a lot of, you can tell I got here late folks. I apologize. I did tell both John and our esteemed guest, Brett Baker. We didn't hold um, it against you. Well, John does. Ah, Yeah. What the hell, Brett? Come on. (laughs) But right at, right at the beginning, Highlander gun says, why am I here? I don't have a life. That's why we could be, he could be doing worse things. I tell everybody every week now it's become a thing. We know you have a lot of entertainment options on usually a Thursday, but tonight a Wednesday evening. We do appreciate everybody who uh, joins us. Uh, Marianne, right out the gate, says we love the Huskers, and uh, the Huskers love you too. That is definitely not a rivalry that we're talking about. Um, Fred says, I'm here to see if John thinks Rule was pissed in his postgame presser. I like the come watch us Friday, see who this team is comment. I did too. He challenged his team. He put it on him. He appeared to be fiery. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so we're going to see who shows up Friday night. Aaron says, uh, uh, you're right, as my boy would say, fuck Texas. I got I to gotta teach him Texas. <laughs> Just so he can, you know. Oh, that's again, pretty good. It, it, we, we do put him on, uh, like, FaceTime with family members when we're saying, hey, Rob, what's this? Dumb fuck. It's, it's great. It's, it's great stuff. Uh, I'll try to record that and share it with John. John will appreciate it. Um, all right. Uh, then we have Joel making fun of uh, Bert. Uh, Bielema looks like the floating fat guy on Dune. I don't know if either of you guys have seen Dune. Yes. Yeah, but I could use to lose more than a few myself, so I'll refrain from joining in this banter. Uh, Mike says, if we want to be good in the next three years, we better land Bricks and uh, Shunke at at least next week. Well, we do need offensive linemen, and we're not going to find them in the portal. No. uh, We found Ben Scott in the portal. We did, but you can't find enough offensive linemen. They're just not available. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen. They're just, they don't show up in the portal as much as all the other position groups. And they're, everybody wants as many of those positions as they can get. So it's very difficult to replace. People are like, you should turn over your right. You can't turn over your entire fucking roster with quality players in a single year using the portal. You just can't do it. So we do need to recruit. And bricks would be good, especially really good to get. Well, I want to uh, ask you about. We need guys linemen in the portal because the the traditional mentality around uh offensive defensive linemen is 
they need time to develop, uh, put on the right type of weight, right? Um, and so typically by the time that they're maybe getting significant time, it's as late in their sophomore year, maybe junior year, and they're trying to establish themselves. And if they're worth their salt, they may be going off to, to the NFL. Like why, again, if they're getting regular snaps and a lot of consistency in, in production, why risk it in a in a new unless they're following a coach from school A to school B, you know, why why risk it in a new system? Right. I'd agree with that 100 percent Uh oh, Fred with an interesting one here. What is the real Nebraska team anyway? History shows it's been the mistake prone turnover laden mess of the last several years. Well, last week when I did my post-game reaction of us getting the shit stomped out of us, I said during that video that there would be people talking about Nebraska lacking an identity. We don't lack an identity. Our identity is power football. We don't do that well. Do not confuse not having an identity with something you don't do well. Because it's pretty clear for Marcus Satterfield and this coaching staff that they are going, they're recruiting tight ends and they want to run heavier sets with double, you know, what is it, 22 personnel and 12 personnel? That's what they want to be. Are they good at it? No. Do they have to get good at it to be successful? Yes. So, you know, that's where we're going to, what is the real Nebraska football? I think it's going to be, you know, honestly, I think we saw it last week. If we want to be successful in the Big Ten, we want to be Michigan. I know earlier in the season I said we want to be Minnesota. Well, Minnesota sucks. We don't want to be Minnesota. We want to be Michigan. Well, and Rule Bastard. said as much last week leading up to the game. Rule said what Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are doing right now is where we want to be. Um, right. And I think if you look at you can look at Penn State. They might be a little more dynamic with the Pats game. But I think Penn State's the same way. Just big uglies down the middle and, and giving it to running backs who can thump you. Uh, which, hey, you know, I think all Nebraskans would sign off on uh, wholeheartedly as long as we could get it going. Yeah. I would, while we're talking about Michigan, um, John, your buddy, M. Gaboski, uh, says Michigan yeah. got the Remington winner out of the portal last year in our current starting left tackle and center from Arizona State and Stanford. So we, when you talk about Matt Rule wants to be where Michigan is, where you're a top team and you're pulling top talent from other underperforming teams. It, think of it this way. In most sports, I, I'll defer to the Major League Baseball. When you're stacking up for the postseason before the trade deadline, you're trying to make a run. I mean, that's essentially what Michigan did in the offseason last year or whenever, you know, these transfer acquisitions were made. So yeah, if Nebraska is good enough, they can bring in award-winning offensive linemen. Just they're not there yet. I like the fact that M. Gabowski shows up here, but stop humble bragging, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I got more stuffed animals I can punch the shit out of. Um, by the there way – you don't want Brian, to see stuffed animal violence anymore. We can't take it. Uh, Brian says Spill Canvas is the name of the band that he's touring yes. with. There you go. So all right, I'll we, look them up. We wish them all I think the they, best. They're alternative indie kind of rock. I, You know, the kind of stuff I listen to, actually. Built to Spill, that's who I was thinking of. They're another band in that era. Uh, 
Bonhoeffer. I could keep naming them. Let's move on. I like Brian's comment here. The Michigans of college football do shop at Bloomingdale's in the portal. The less respected programs uh, that haven't seen a bowl game uh, in six years shop at the target portion. Uh, I don't even know if we can go target. We're probably we're, we're very Kmart. close to Dollar General here at this point. Car and Kmart. <laughs> no offense to Ben Scott and others, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, no, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I put it up there. M. Gavoski, I'm taking it down. You're you're being too nice in your meanness. We're still mad at you. <laughs> um, all right. Fred says, if we lose to Illinois, I hope John punches his stuffed dog while on the toilet. Not that way, dirty-minded people. Is that guy German? Because uh. that sounds very kinky. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very specific set of desires you have there. Right? <laughs> a lot of people pay a lot of money for that. I'm just saying. That'll be at least, <laughs> that'll be at least a $5 super chat. <laughs> Stream yard after dark. My God, if we start, if we lose to Illinois, I'm just starting only fans, but that is the theme. <laughs> Punching stuffed animals. Uh, oh, Caleb, the war, Caleb Ward mentions foster the people. There you go. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. All good. Uh, I'm clearing out some of these. That we've uh, Brian also says improve academics by raising emission standards and send the closer uh, to the stupid end of the bell curve kids elsewhere. <laughs> I have a problem with this. Okay. The University of Nebraska's mission when I was young was to provide a higher education to the high school graduates of the university of, of the state of Nebraska. When all the fucking fucking universities Start doing this shit. We're raising our academic standards. Fine. For what? So you could show up at some fucking chart somewhere and charge more money? We need people in Nebraska to be engineers and mathematicians and doctors and shit like that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get angry at you, Brian, but the idea that we have to keep doing this to look better. The University of Nebraska needs to provide a mission to the people of Nebraska. And that is to educate their children so that they can go on and be productive members of society in Nebraska. Not so we can look, not so we can look on a little chart of the Big Ten and go, oh, you're last. That motherfucker's always going to keep us last, no matter what we do. Because in the, our, their eyes, for most of those states, we're fucking hicks. And we will <laughs> never change that, no matter what we do. There you go. There's my ranty bit about some mission standards. Man. I, I like how you just blanketly animal. said, you basically blanket statement said that all Nebraska high school kids are dumb. No, they just, no. they need to, yeah. you know what they need? I, I'm kidding, they I'm need kidding. the opportunity <laughs> to fail. And we've kind of forgot that. You know, there's a lot of kids that go to school, high schools in Nebraska or anywhere else, and they don't do well in high school. Well, they should have the opportunity to fail at a higher education institution. 100%. And spend 100%, a lot yeah. of money doing you, it. it. The door might be easier to get into, but then you got to work your ass off to stay inside. Yeah. Um, nobody, hands, nobody hands that degree to you. So yeah. if a kid gets to school there and maybe they're on the, the, you know, I was not an overachiever in high school. I can promise you that. Um but if you get your foot in the door and you get that opportunity, you know, that's where you grow as a person. And like John was saying, we need these young minds and, and sharp people to stay in the state and, yeah. and kind of reinvest and reinvent Nebraska. 
<sighs> I'm getting I'm but, getting hot. Bothered. Very very soon, Take David. My... Oh, <sighs> I didn't even look at this. I'm wearing a Snoop. I'm wearing an old shitty Snoopy T-shirt that I was hiding. I'm getting all hot and bothered. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Right idea. Wrong comment. Uh, John, just for you, Tiger Shark Diver says I'm back and says I'm, I'll be on my best behavior. Well, what the <laughs> hell for? I don't um, What does that mean? If you're going to ask what, what like Nebraska is good, what does it mean when Nebraska is good? What does best behavior actually mean? What, I don't know. He went on he went on to make some uh stark ask, accusations about Nebraska's quarterback commit. Says uh uh is it Denny Denny Kaling? Yeah, the kid from Bellevue West. Is not starting. He says he's not very good. I'm sorry. Well, also that, you know what? Play, at Miller North, I played with three NFL players. Well. <laughs> okay, you know what? Danny Kalen should get the opportunity to go to the University of Nebraska, play football, and have the opportunity to fail at starting. Yeah. Ah, ah. Um, all right. This is this one's just for you, John. Okay. Because you're nice and fired up. David Matney says it's now the right time to ask John about changing conferences. <laughs> I love you, David. Oh my god. There you go. Aren't you, Brett? Aren't you glad you you agreed to come back to this? Yeah, I I should be an hour into my sleep meds by now, but oh god, yeah. Fred says only Johns where toilets meet madness and cursing. <laughs> you know the thing about that is, is you guys have just seen on video what I've been doing for like six years. Madness and cursing is a good album name. Yeah. <laughs> For years, I've been going into my bathroom, and normally I just stick a towel in my mouth and scream swear words, and then I cry so nobody can hear me. <laughs> the purpose of the towel. And, you know, I'd really rather not do that anymore. So we should talk about Illinois, probably. There time. you go. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Joel says that if Harbaugh wins the natty, he's going back to the NFL. Yeah, take that. Michigan Joel's going to go back to the NFL or Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. Oh, okay. I I, I, sh- I should use pronouns. I don't think I was, Joel's been in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was joking. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I know Harbaugh, well, he's got a new deal. They, I think they just announced yeah. today that he's got a new deal. And I know he can wear thin on people. Um, but if he if he's a Michigan guy and he's making it work, and you've seen that's not always an automatic, you know, I hope I he's one of those guys that I I know people don't like Jim Harbaugh. I like him because he's weird. I th- I think that's fun for football. Uh, I think maybe he's a little hypocritical, but I think almost all uh, Division One head football coaches probably are. Um, but he's a character. He's colorful. He's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me give me some of that. Um, I take that. You know, seven times a week and twice on Sundays. Not in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> they have Taylor Swift. They don't. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they do have Taylor to, to deal <laughs> yeah. with now. Uh, not, not as nearly as bad as the Swifties, right? Ugh. Uh, Michael uh, Hansen asked this question a, a little bit ago. Says, I said last week the Michigan, Michigan game would be a good check to see where we are. Not ready for big time. This game will tell us how bad we want to win. Is this team a frost team or a rule team? I think. You gotta really 
say that this is a Matt Rule team. Like the, I feel like the, I just I just feel like the negativity is gone. Is, is that is there that was a not fair? a camp of protesters when Scott Frost got fired. There was not a contingent of players. Yeah. You remember when when Frank Solich got fired? There were players that like we're not going to play in the bowl game, right? Um, that you there were there was nary a peep. So trust me, Trev Alberts knew what was up. And I guarantee you those players knew what was up with Scott Frost. And it was time for him to go. I think, I hope, and from what I could see, I think these players dig Matt. I think that they buy into what he's selling because he's he's the real deal. I mean, I think he is who he says he is. And he follows through on, on what he says he's going to do. And kids can smell BS a mile away. I coach high school kids every day. And I can tell you, kids smell BS. And if Matt was just, Selling it without having any substance, uh, you I think you would see some of that Frost era, not players, but like that that kind of play. Um, I don't think that's who these guys are. I think that they've bought in. I think they'll go all out. You know what that results in, I don't know, but I do think he has them. I think he has the team. So hopefully, it is a, a, a turnaround situation. David Matney, I think agrees. they. I think the key here is an article or a, a video that we haven't done yet. And that is how many people, how many players on the, in the freshman class have made contributions already? Well, there's been we a few saw, for sure. We, we saw the last four or five years, we saw Frost bring in recruits who left. And they left a lot. And what we're seeing already from Matt Rule is that we're seeing freshmen come in. Now, granted, they haven't had the chance to leave yet. And maybe they will. Who knows? But we've seen contributions early from players that Cameron Lenhardt, he's missed a couple days uh, games. He's going to play Friday, from what I understand. And that guy's kind of contributed. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you guys are supposed to fill in some more players. <laughs> Other well, people. You know, uh, names, names. Now, Lenhardt's one of those guys, one of the, my personal favorite, and maybe as a Nebraskan, I'll get champions. My personal favorite football coach of all time is Bill Parcells. Um, Bill Parcells, when he was with the Cowboys, he used to talk about guys that show up on tape. Uh, he says, I don't need to know anything else, but if they show up on tape, they're doing something right. And Lenhardt is one of those guys who definitely shows up on tape. He's there making plays when he's in the game and he's healthy. Um, I think, yeah, look for those young guys who are like that, uh, who just seem to be around the ball. Luke Reimer was that guy, you know, when he was a freshman and on special teams. Um, look for those guys. Uh and play them, yeah. I mean, if they're young and, and they and they've got the goods, play them. Couple I think we're going to see Prince Prince Will a moon bird. Prince Will is another guy, right? <laughs> where, where, where the, the fuck, fuck is Prince, Prince Will? Will? There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, probably see more playing time. I'm guessing as the season goes on, uh, we're going to see a lot more younger players be playing, but you know. He's already talked about playing the freshman wide receivers. Uh, who is it? Uh, Malachi Coleman. I don't know if he's going to get targeted. He had a concussion last week. Uh, who's the other guy? Come on. Jalen Lloyd? Yeah. Is that the guy? I'm going I, with you with, on this one, John. Yeah. Hand I'm in hand, we're walking names. together. Like, yeah, I'm terrible okay. with things like that. Like, I can't go down the, the roster uh, in my head and name off guys. That's just not me, but. I was I was glad to see Dakotas Crawford not have an awesome game against Nebraska. I was like, right. man, 
that guy came in and got all the the nil money uh, and and all the deals and made all the headlines and then transferred out. Like I would have been really pissed if he had a good game against Nebraska. Okay. All right. Um, had a, uh, uh, Fred says that uh, this is a rule team. Only the ill-time mistakes still exist from the previous <laughs> regime. I like that. And uh, as we turn the page towards Illinois, which will probably be wrapping up about 48 hours from now, Caleb says, <laughs> I think Illinois' uh, offensive line looks worse than ours. Which is Good news for the defense. Hey. They look their the, the whole team looks just discombobulated. They just like they're still trying to figure out what the hell they're doing and I think they are still trying to figure out what they're doing on defense because their defense just looks like they're all over the place. So speaking of the offensive line, one of the guys I think whose career we're proud I hope it's not the case that we lament it, but I Teddy Prochaska or Prohaska, uh however you say that. It's just you know when he came in as a freshman and was getting snaps on that line. I remember that game against going into Michigan in in 2021. He was looking like the real deal, and I just right. worry injuries may have robbed him of of what ability you know he could have really brought to the football field. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I I don't know if he's yeah I don't know if he's I it, it, I know he's not at that level now. I'm not sure he's ever going to get back to that level. And I don't know if it's mental right. or physical or both. So encounter to that Thomas Fedoni, that guy, uh, man, I, I saw him on the field. I was, I was at Minnesota and I saw him on the field and I was just like, wow, that guy's a unit. I mean, he, <laughs> he is, is tall. Yeah. And he is built like a railroad spike. And, uh, yeah, I would not want to meet that guy in a dark alley and he had a bad mood. Um, because he he's ready to go, and I just I'm glad for him. He's had those injuries that were not easy to come back from, and I think he's doing an awesome job. And it's really stoked to see him getting some not only a playing time that he's earned, but doing something with the time he gets. Couple of uh, what we needs, and then a few more comments here. As again, as we are trying to turn the page to Illinois, but uh, Tiger Shark Diver says, guys, we need the Pacific Island connection again. Oh man. And he Give says, me some Samoans and Tongans. Sorry, I lived in Tonga, and they are stronger than anyone in the world. He knows it. So um, with that, there was one. All right, so as we mentioned, it's a Friday night game. That's why we're doing this on Wednesday, uh, largely for clicks and, and interaction because we don't drop the episodes until the, the next day. We'll make sure you have time to listen to it and actually click on it before the game's over. So I said to John, I said, I think we need to do this one on Wednesday. I'll be in Champaign Friday night. Um, what do you guys? What's your guys' take on Friday night college football games? Because I personally am not a fan. Uh, I said uh, if they ever scheduled one against the Malcolm Clippers, uh, and Malcolm was playing at home or nearby, I will be going to Malcolm's game, and I'm gonna I'm taking my nephew to Malcolm's game. So uh, they're playing. At oh, Pius really? Friday, Friday night? night? Yeah. Um, that's that's the high school kids' night, man. That that's yeah. their night. And it's not Nebraska's fault. Nebraska will never play a Friday night game at home. That just won't happen. This is other schools in the league that agree to it. Um, I don't know what Alexa is talking about over there. But uh, <laughs> I, can you guys hear that? She's like, yeah, on. yes. What the fuck? I don't know, but Alexa, stop. That was weird. 
<laughs> well, they just take off. I keep mine. I keep mine in my bathroom. There you go. Makes sense. Yeah, she responds to all my rants, and she. You know, but yeah, I don't love the Friday night. Do I, I mean, need I like to call someone them. for you? That's what I get. That's what I get when I'm screaming in the bathroom. Nine one one. I and I look. I realize that in this world where you, you go back twenty. Well, hell, you go back to when Nebraska was in the Big Twelve. They weren't going to be on regular TV every week. They were on pay-per-view games and, and things like that. So I understand that in this 2023 or you know this this evolved product, they're trying to get as many games on as possible. I mean, I, I've I've seen more Wyoming yeah. games this year than the last decade because you know they're on later and and etc. But but it, so I, I understand it, but it just seems like Friday night you're robbing you know, from, from, you know, the, the top notch high school kids who are trying to go for a, an official visit, you're robbing the recruiting aspect. You're, you're robbing the, the high school attendance. Uh, uh, and you know, it's just, I don't know. College football's uh, always been a Saturday thing for me. Yeah. I guess, I, it's, you know, it's, it's Friday. I'll watch. You know, I, I, I don't have anybody to take to a high school football game anymore. Well, the reason I ask is Sam Roberts said, I absolutely hate that this game's on Friday because my game starts at 6 o'clock. Sam, we need to have a talk. Are you old enough to be watching this video? <laughs> uh, he'll miss the, the most, if not all of it, hoping that I'll be able to watch some of it on the long bus ride home to Lincoln. I feel like we need more information, Sam. It, it appears that from your what I can see, the little picture, are you a kicker? And if so... You could probably watch it on the sideline. Yeah, get some YouTube TV. <laughs> yeah. Then you, yeah, then you can just DVR it and you can join from the beginning. Let's see. No, nothing there. Uh, nothing in the new comments from Sam regarding this uh, inquiry. Uh, we <laughs> wish Sam uh, all the best in Yeah, in wherever his you're game. going, give him hell, Sam. Yep. Uh, as I, long I, as it's not against Malcolm. <laughs> I was going to say, Sam Roberts is not a Malcolm Clipper name to the best of your knowledge. No, no. I, I know other kids. No, it's not, not one of our guys. All right. Um, all right. So here we go. M. Gaboski says Illinois stinks. I watched yeah. them versus Penn State, and their quarterback threw to Penn State players more than Illinois players. Illinois lost a lot of NFL talent last year. That is true. Yeah, that they were loaded last year uh, from the talent side, and and which I'm excited for. I don't care. I just want to go. I'm taking my oldest. I want to go take him a good time in Nebraska. Win. Um, and and it really, because I live in this state, I don't want to go to work on Monday and a, after a Nebraska loss. Uh, so, can so you claim an Illinois state championship if we beat Northern Illinois and Illinois? Ooh, <laughs> you know, maybe if we play a bowl game against, uh, like I don't know, we'll well, and we have to beat Northwestern down. too, I suppose. But yeah, I, you know, it's possible. There we go. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> now, Eastern Illinois, they've produced a couple of. NFL quarterbacks. So head coaches. That too. Uh let's see. No, no, yep. Uh, yeah, Sam is a kicker. Well, we knew that, Sam. I don't know if <laughs> yeah, he is. Sam's probably well, a little can, like he confirms. But didn't say where. Probably probably good for your anonymity. Uh we're not we're not trying to get you in hot water. Um all right, so I'm excited for this game. This will be, uh, as I said before, probably last week, uh, the second game that my son has attended, except the first one where he's actually been outside of the womb. Um, <laughs> it's also the second Friday night uh, Nebraska-Illinois game that uh, I've been to. Now, one of those games 
uh, we lost. We did win the Friday night game back in 2017. So, so I'm excited to go back. Uh, not a whole lot of excitement in Champagne this week that has definitely not made the headlines, except for the fire last night. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the stadium caught on fire. Well, uh, was it, a, it was a vehicle, wasn't it? It was like a uh, like a side by side or gator or something like that 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 was on fire. Yeah, not too big a deal. Oh, Lincoln Northeast. Go Rockets! And, and you know all at, these schools. Well, Northeast has been there forever. I mean, they're one of the originals. Yeah, well, I grew up in Western Nebraska. You know. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. There's another Go Rockets. Go Rockets. Dion well, says I'm, Sam I'm has a scholarship the... to Iowa. Come on now, Dion. That's not nice. I am glad that we have the young and the old joining us. <laughs> I'm is, a little concerned for Sam. Yeah. It's late. It hits a school oh, night. Sam. And went my light. Is it on a timer? No, uh, the battery just died. It's all oh, good. Crap. Now <laughs> I look like I'm in the witness protection program. Yeah. yeah. We've been going for an hour and 10 minutes. So, you know, it, it is about so long. It is about kicking. Uh, or kicking. Damn. Sorry, I was reading David's, uh, David Matney's uh, comment about kicking. It is about uh, go time. So so a vehicle inside the stadium caught on fire. It, it, it's not a problem. It was put out. They're not in there. We're going to play in, in Illinois Memorial Stadium. Uh, my seat is not affected, and that's kind of all I was worried about. He cares about. There you go. Uh, and and I'm, I'm fully admit that. So um, be interesting to see if there are any scorch marks or anything. I'll keep you all posted. Um, okay. But we do know that this is not, as the comments have, have alluded to, um, the, a lot of attrition in the offseason. Again, a lot of guys going uh, to the next level. Illinois is not the same team that they were last year. Nebraska's oh. lost the last three uh, to the Illini, including the last two to Burt. Is he in his third season? I can't remember. I can't keep it all tr- straight. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah. So, yes. I really just want to beat Burt. Okay, yeah, question for you guys. Question. In turnover margin, where is Nebraska nationally ranked? Ooh. The defense has not forced many. It's got to we got to be close to the bottom, if not the bottom. Okay, there's 133 teams. 130th. Okay. Greg. As oh, or for for takeaways or turnovers, I'm sorry. Turnover margin. Oh, so. um I'm going to say 125. You knew that for Monday night. Okay, where is Illinois ranked? Where is Illinois ranked? Where do you think? 127. Brett? Uh, I'll say 131. (laughs) We're both tied at 125. So if you're one of those people that laments turnovers, Illinois has done a horrible job. Like M. Gobowski pointed out, Illinois quarterback has thrown, I, you know, I can pull it up, but he's thrown an exorbitant amount of interceptions. Uh, the other key, I think that that's one of the key areas that Nebraska, you know, if you look at it as kind of a wash, if we take care of the ball, that's a big benefit to us. Uh, <clears throat> rushing offense, Nebraska's 13th. Illinois is 78th. Passing offense, we are 125. We don't throw the ball. I mean, we just don't. We've not. The passing attempts are very low. They are 60th. Total offense, we're 92nd. They're 69th. Scoring off, scoring offense, we're 120th. They're 103rd. 
Jeez. Total defense, we are 36th, and they are 109th. So they really, really miss Ryan Walters, uh, who went to Purdue as the head coach. And I, I think that, you know, that they, if I looked at Illinois and I said that's the one thing that's different from last year, I know that Chase Brown and who is it, Danny DeVito? Yeah. yeah. Is that quarterback? <laughs> yeah. God dang it. Um, you know, they lost players, but they also lost their defensive coordinator. And I think they're having a really rough time with that. Uh, I, 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 you know, if we don't win this game, I think my biggest fear is that we're all going to just stop paying attention. hundred percent. And as a guy who runs a website and does a YouTube channel, that's my worst fear in the world. <laughs> other than, other than actually having an only fans where people come in and go, could you please punch your dog some more? <laughs> That would be, and they're but, all from Germany. <laughs> and I have the, to have a translator. But, but here's the thing. The, the really good news is you have an opportunity to, I mean, Michigan's behind you. You know, forget about it. It's in the past. You can't change it. You have an opportunity to go on the road, get a conference <clears throat> victory, and then you have an extra week to rest up, heal up, prepare for Northwest. I mean, you have the ability to start running off, rattling off wins. You know, you have you have Northwest, or I'm sorry, you have Illinois, the Northwestern. So, hmm. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, you have Illinois, the Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State, which is in shambles. Uh, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa. I mean that that's your season right there. The toughest game. That, that you'll face all, all year long is in your rear view mirror. Yeah. Turn the page. And, and this is why I was okay with not taking the traditional day off on Sunday because the shortened, I mean, they had him up. Matt rule had him up in, in uh, practice and full pads, uh, you know, probably contact things like that on Sunday. You, you just, you can take a, a day off on Saturday. This after Illinois, take a day or two off, you know, because you got the bye week, but just come out firing on all cylinders. Because even in the game against Northern Illinois, I, we weren't firing on all cylinders. We won, and that was great. Um, we definitely weren't firing on all cylinders against Louisiana Tech. Just come out, play. I think play to your strengths and play to your ability. You know, yeah, we were outmanned and outgunned against Michigan. I'm not disputing that. But I think we're still a better football team than Illinois. So come on out and, and play that level of football that you're capable of. And what I want to see what against Illinois, what I didn't really get a chance to see against Michigan is play some clean football. You know, minimize the mistakes, minimize the, the procedural penalties, uh, the turnovers, things like that. Have, you know, flip that time of possession. Uh, run the ball. Main, you know, maintain control and, and just be dominant and, and send everybody home that, that's in orange and blue. Just send them home crying because that's what I cried. Really crying. No, yeah. here's the thing. In Illinois, they don't care enough to cry. That, that's that's, that's, that's why I, you know, like, yeah, I was cognizant of the fact there was an Illinois football team, but nobody in my neck of the woods uh, cared. So. Who was the uh, who was the player during a press conference uh, this week at, that said uh, we're going to find out who is one of us or who's with us and they, what made that statement? 
was it Phelan Sanford? Could have been. I know he did talk this week. Yeah. Uh, and he's been around and he's put in his time for sure. And apparently they have one of us t-shirts that they're wearing or stuff that they, that says one of us on it. And I think that really what, what's going to come down to is this Illinois game is we're going to, we're going to find out who really is one of us. And that means one of them, one of the guys that wants the win, one of the guys that wants to move forward with anything and do what's required to be a good football player for the university of Nebraska. I had a thought this week and I'm going to share it with you. And it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a stretchy thought. And that just flew out of Buckle my head. Up, and I have to go find it. Wait a minute over here. You know how people say Nebraska needs to learn how to win? Yeah. And it sounds like it's something easy. And I thought, well, every time we watch a quarterback go back to pass, we draw a breath or we fucking skip a beat in our heart, shit like that. That's the same thing as them learning how to win. And I think once that feeling gets over for us, it'll probably get over for them. Now, maybe that's a stupid correlation. Maybe it's something that really doesn't jive well together. But I, on the other hand, I think that, you know, they got to figure this out. And then we got to have, I guess, gain confidence in their ability to do that too. Maybe they do correlate. Maybe they do go together. I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Kind of dumb or not? No, I don't think it's dumb at all. I, I think there's a lot to it. Um, it's just finding, yeah, being able to flip that switch and and going from thinking you can win to knowing you can win uh, and knowing how to win uh, by finishing teams in the fourth quarter. Um, I think, yeah, until they do it, I think that doubt from, you know, all the recent years' failures will always linger in their minds until they can push it out. Um, and that just... I think human nature. Um, but yeah, I mean, this would be a, a good, a great, you know, get right game. So we'll see. Gotta love this comment from David Manny. Learning how to win would be a lot easier if we learned how to block. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, that is probably the that's, comment of the night. That's, that's, that's a, that's a book title right there. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, Michael Hansen kind of, uh, Doubles up or doubles down, I should say. Uh, trench play will be fun to watch this game. Nice indicator for us. Uh, and and here's what I, I I really do think, and I, I Joel is in agreement or I'm in agreement with Joel. The next four games are very winnable, but you just got to do what you, you play to your strengths. Um, and I, you know, if anybody listened or, or watched, went back and watched the coordination overreaction with myself and Haas from a couple of uh, days ago, Haas's big takeaway about Marcus Satterfield is that he is trying to game plan. He's not, he's not in a mold. He's not, all right, we're going to do this amount of time. And then we're going to do this, this amount of time. He is strategizing for every opponent to that opponent. So I really, I have a feeling that he's going to, this could be a, a game similar to Northern Illinois. You know, it I, or, or Louisiana, it's going to be very run heavy, I feel. Um, and, you know, I, I wish we had all of our running backs healthy. About all I can say about well, that. But what, John? We have newfound running back Joshua Fleeks. Yeah. <laughs> With one run. There you well, go. Hey, you know what? 
It's one more if than the has, other guys had. Yeah, maybe if his second runs 50 yards, we'll be all like, God, guy didn't make it 70. Hell, I'd be for that. Fred is uh, not wrong. He says, what's infinitely frustrating about this team is that our division has been winnable for years and we just play down to the level of ineptitude. Good God. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Can't disagree um, with that. And Russell Mavis says, uh, uh, love here Will Compton's perspective. Long story short, goes from uh, getting our shit pushed in to the opportunity is there to win the West, and it starts Friday. Yeah. I mean, realistically, the the division's still up for grabs. And this <laughs> is the last year of divisions, right? Right. Um, so you better get it while the getting's good. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true. There will be divisions. They will be the good <laughs> from the bad. Yes, well, I, I honestly, from the what it looks like now, going into next season, it literally will be the good and the bad because there really won't be hi. You're just average. That just seems like that isn't even going to exist. You know? Yeah, you're probably right. All right, uh, it's come to that point in the show. We've we've uh, uh, held up, uh, uh, held almost held hostage, Brett, long enough. Uh, throw <laughs> yes. your uh, predictions in the comments. Uh, we have a few already. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of those longer ones. Um, Sam says, Nebraska will do one of two things this week. Either we'll come out flat again and we can kiss winning again the rest of this year. Uh, goodbye. Or, 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 or we will come out on fire and absolutely curb stomp uh, the fleeing Illini. Don't look now, it up. It's brutal. <laughs> I, I don't, that, 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 that's a young man's, man, we've all, we all know what a curb stop is. Yeah, I mean, like, there—that's it's the reason why I won't watch American History X anymore. I mean, it—you know—it's it, the reason why I'll watch Family Guy because watching Stewie do it to his father is hilarious. <laughs> oh. Hey, wait a minute! Wait, some guy had a comment. I missed it. That says we can't win without an offense. Io has been doing winning for years without an <laughs> yeah. offense. I oh, mean, yeah. it's really it hard, but you can you can actually win games without an offense. This would be a damn good game for our defense to start scoring. Yeah, yeah. Go all Terrell Farley on them. Let's go. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm looking for more predictions. Okay. All right. Here's some. Uh, Michael Hansen says, uh, Nebraska 21, Illinois 10. It should be a defensive battle. Illinois will have two turnovers. Nebraska will have one. Harburg should break out and run well and pass efficient. Do you like this assessment? I do because you've just done my homework for me. Works for me. <laughs> Let's go, Michael. Let's go. Yeah. Um, all right. Checking one more. Da, 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 da. Thank you, Russell. Um, Husker Chuck. That makes me sad. All right. Nope. <laughs> I, I don't know why Tiger Shark Divers canceled again. Damn. Okay. Eh, yeah. right. You guys are no help. Uh, Fred, we're not there yet. Oh, five sharks. Fred, come on. <laughs> five sharks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know what? I just think, I, I hope that, oh that he just sits, sits back and enjoys uh, the, making us giggle. All right. Uh, so speaking of Fred, Nebraska 21, Illinois 10, Bielam has six turnovers, four Big Macs, and a quart of gravy. <laughs> wow. Uh, good times. Um, 
All right, Justin says uh, Nebraska 24, Illinois 13. And that is the same score that uh, David Matney gives, 24-13. Caleb Ward says uh, Nebraska 21-18. Mike says Nebraska 27, Illinois 24 with a GBR tucked on for good measure. Ooh, maybe maybe an Alvano field goal to win it. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, don't, let's not do that to the kid. Um, he, he couldn't hit one. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting yeah, for him too. But I'm rooting for him. He, he has to do it at some point. Yeah. Richard says 23-20, Nebraska in an ugly game where we score some ridiculous touchdown as time expires. Okay. I'll take it. I know you will. Uh, making sure. I, I think I've got – some of them have doubled up. If I if I didn't highlight or star your most recent ones, because I'm pretty sure you already commented on Ray Reddit. Uh, if not, I apologize, and we'll catch you next week. Or – Two weeks. Um, Russell says uh, Nebraska 38, uh, Illinois 17. Just played it on NCAA uh, 14. <laughs> two defensive touchdowns. There you so go. That That is guaranteed a surefire win. Uh, Husker Chuck says it would take winning. Uh, I would take winning eight to seven with four safeties. <laughs> I, That's that the defense be, scoring right there. I would be depressed. I don't know how I would explain that to my son. He's like, Dad, the ball's supposed to go down the field. It is. Um, James Boardman says, Nebraska 31, Illinois 10. Come on now, James. I I know you typed that out. Just make it that I had to say it like that, and that's not nice. Uh, Sam says, Nebraska 34 to 9. I like that score. Uh, Owen says, hey, fuckers. (laughs) Sup, Owen. (laughs) <laughs> and uh jeff says 24 17 illinois oh. so with that uh brett what oh hold on owen says 27 24 nebraska and also hey fuckers um brett we'll start with you you are a guest of honor <laughs> uh i'll go 28 13 nebraska john I'm going to go 24 to 14 because, uh, you know, we really haven't shown that we have can score a lot on offense, but I, you know, I, I expect our defense to return to uh, form and play good rush defense and pick off a couple passes because, you know, it, it, I, I, I think that the guys that are going to show up and play football, one of us, that has to come out Friday night. And I, I believe it will. I just, you know, either that or you just go, okay, well, I guess we'll start already getting rid of players this year. Basically rule, you know, if we don't win this game, I would expect Matt rule is going to do the quiet quitting thing with players and just start playing freshmen and sophomores everywhere more than he already has. So 24 to 14, Nebraska. I think, I think that this is going to be a game where maybe it's close in the first half. And then Nebraska will pull away in the second half, as we have, you know, joked. Maybe not the fourth quarter, but the third quarter could be big. Uh, I'm going to say something like 35-17. I'd, I'd be all right doubling them up on their home field. Um, it's not impossible. It's just you know you just gotta gotta get over that mental hurdle. I think um, there. Have you all ever seen the movie uh, Simon Pegg? And uh, Thandie Newton, run, fat boy, run. 
<laughs> no, I know the movie, but I haven't seen it. It is a tremendous. It look, it's about a guy who's just trying to get back in shape. He quits smoking. He tries to run like the London Marathon or something, and he's right there towards the edge. And and there's a a figurative brick wall in front of him, and he's like, I can't, I can't go on. It's all about pushing through past your uh, self-imposed barriers. So, um, underrated movie. I highly recommend it. I I'd tell you what streaming service it was on, but the, I. Um, so I say 35, 17, Nebraska, uh, hopefully it's a, it's about a two and a half, two hour, 45 minute drive back, uh, to my home from Champaign. And it's my hope that, uh, uh, my son falls asleep on the way home, but also that it's a victorious, uh, ride back home. So, um, all right, that is it for the show. I will say this, uh, Sam Roberts, because he is a kicker, he knows, um, that, uh, Alvano's first home miss was wide left. Next was wide right. It's all in his head. He also followed up and said um, he has great technique. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I think he's gonna. He's gonna get it sorted out. Yeah, and I was just kidding. So let's not. You know, let's take it, everything I say with a grain of salt as we should. Kickers are people more. too. Not really. I mean, no offense, <laughs> Sam. Uh, James Marshall says Illinois. Wait, yeah. James. 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 All right. I'm not going to publicly shame him, but I encourage you in the comments to do that. Um, it, I had to do a double take with that. So, um, all right. That is it for this episode of the five heart podcast. And uh, we thank you all for joining us. We thank uh, especially Brett Baker for uh, being here with us tonight and, and spending the last gosh, 90 minutes with us. Yeah. 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 The check is in the mail uh, as soon as John puts the stamp on it. So, All right. Well, I'll tune back <laughs> in next time for more bear punching and swearing. <laughs> That's what it, we're all here <laughs> We're all here for the bear punching if and we, the swearing. So. Yeah. If we, That's what we get down for. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> no, we got to leave our legacy. The rest of the season. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, John, it's always great visiting with you, sir. Um and and Brett is always my friend. Uh, I will miss you in Champagne this time around. So yeah, uh, uh, well, go Clippers! Hey, cheer for the both of us. Uh, I will Good be to loud. See you, Brett. You and, too, John. Uh, uh, for our my, my friends here and for all of us at Coronation, we thank you for uh, joining us either in the live video version on YouTube or in in the podcast uh, on your favorite podcast app. So uh, until next time, uh, here at the Five Heart Podcast, we remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John, go Big Red. That was allowed. That was a yeah. live one. Yeah. <laughs>